Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hello, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. Crikey! <laughs> you know, sometimes when I do British, I just naturally slip into Australian. Australia, you gotta. I think my Australian is better than my British. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do a real spot on New Zealand. Okay. But let's hear it. Well, that's the thing. It's elvish? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know you've been rewatching The Lord. I have been watching Loader. Lordy, Lordy of Ring, <laughs> the I'm, Lord of the Rings. Actually, we were dying at this part in the Fellowship of the Ring. There's a part where literally they just say the title, and it's like the music swelling, and then Eldron goes, "You will be known as the Fellowship of the Ring." <laughs> and I love those movies, but even me and Ryan were like, oh, "Come on, man!" <laughs> oh yeah. Have you been rewatching the extended versions? I have them, but no, we're watching. Just the the you know, theatrical dude. I don't know if I've talked about it on this show. I think I have told you in our regular day to day life, maybe back in the band days. But there was one time I was in the city, recently single, mm-hmm. and I just had vacation time. I had to use it or lose it, so I used it. Had a nice extended weekend, and uh, I sat in my apartment by myself. Burning herb, and I watched the extended cuts of all of the Lord of the Rings movies. So you're single, and you mingled with Frodo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I played with my dildo watching Bilbo, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I I went back to work, and I like only spoke as if I was in Middle Earth. <laughs> that good. Yeah, I, and everybody was tired of it. They're like, how was your vacation? I was like... It was great, my lord. <laughs> it's not even Middle we, Earth, though. We fought. We fought for a fortnight. <laughs> it wasn't good. I was just That's saying. Like... They were like, what did you do? I'm like, I sat in my apartment and watched whatever it is, 13 hours of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> a customer's like, hey, can you help me find this? And you're just like right over the uh, the ridge, right over the old pass, past the keep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in that fitting room. <laughs> Men, men go in there and never come back. <laughs> if someone evil, walks, evil walk, lays beyond those so, tables. <laughs> someone walks through the door and the security alarm goes off, and you shall not <laughs> pass. <laughs> I basically did that once. I should have said that. That would have been good. Somebody was. This is when I worked at Zoomies in the city, and somebody was stealing a full longboard, and I st- stood in the way of the door, and they tried to like charge through me. 
but they were like a smaller person. And for the listeners who don't know what I look like, I'm six four and uh, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I like, hope you choke slam them. <laughs> no, he so he charged me. I actually still have a scar on my knee. What? Uh, so he charged me. <laughs> it's a complete longboard, and uh, like with wheels and everything. <laughs> wheels on the trucks. Well, it comes into play because like okay, he kind of got low trying to throw off my center of gravity. Uh, little does he know, homeboy took Tai Chi, and I know how to root. <laughs> <laughs> a ground uh, like you can't move me if i if i plant my feet you cannot move me i'm a fucking brick wall man yeah so he charges at me i don't budge now i got him and he's got the the board and it's like caught between my legs down low by my knees and i like close my legs on it so he can't take it and i got him by the shirt collars and uh he's yanking the board which is basically now it is uh, grip tape scraping one side of my leg while the truck is stabbing into the back of my other leg. Damn. So I take him by a shirt collar and I throw him to the ground. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I throw, because we didn't have cameras and they would always be like, guys, you cannot, if somebody's stealing, you can't chase after him, you can't touch him, but we don't have cameras. <laughs> So it would always be like heavy, like you can't do that company policy. Wink. But no one... this is the Wild West, <laughs> dude. It really was a cast from Ocean's Eight walks in one day. <laughs> Sandra, what are you doing? And why is Mindy Kaling here? <laughs> are any of you ready for a choke slam? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to get punched in the eye? <laughs> so oh, no. How do we get here? Well, how do how do we end up talking about this? Um, longboard. Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That obviously, Lord of the Rings. Go to Zoomies. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> we got we got to it. Yeah. Well, this is actually uh, a little bit of an exciting episode because it is the first official episode of season two, the Double Deuce. Yeah, baby. This is the first Double Deuce review. Yeah, first movie of the Double Deuce. But it's like our fifth episode of the Double Deuce, maybe. Yeah, but this is for officially kicking off 2020. Yeah. So the double deuce. The for double those deuce. who didn't recognize we'll 2020. Flip, we'll flip flop back and forth between those. I feel Guaranteed. like some, yeah, some people are gonna be like, oh, the double deuce. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I and bet. other people are gonna be like, uh, what? What are they talking about? Yeah. And we'll be like, yeah, apparently you haven't been riding with the two dudes since day one. Yeah, apparently you ain't swampy for life. <laughs> oh man. So we got very exciting stuff. Not only is it our first review of a Double Deuce movie, we hit our goal, our review goal, mm-hmm. not our review goal of things that we reviewed, but of us who thou hast reviewed. Oh, nice. <laughs> Middle, Middle Earth speak. Hell yeah, brah. <laughs> but- Joe Frodo, why don't you go chuck this fucking ring into the goddamn lava at Mordor? <laughs> Go long. <laughs> Look out for Gollum. He used to be one of you. I don't know what, what this is. <laughs> That's Middle Earth speak. Exactly. Lego less. How about Lego more? I fucking love that dude. <laughs> I want to see more of him. <laughs> what's what's the fucking short guy's name? Gimli or something? It is Gimli. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't remember for sure. Well, there's actually lots of short guys because there's well in there's the hot- Frodo yeah, and there's yeah. Pippin. There's Mary. There's Scotty Pippen. There's Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. Sam Elliot. Yeah. Elliot. Elliot. 
Dude. Why is it? There's there's Mary Pippin Frodo. Those could all be normal names. I mean, not Frodo. Well, yeah. Sam Mary Pippin. Well, I knew a guy named Frodo. Oh, you did? No. Oh. Nobody does. Frodo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Frodo, sir. Oh, man. I like how he's like, I, I need to be I'm going to upchuck my second breakfast. <laughs> oh, they're Irish. <laughs> I, I know in Middle Earth speak, this is this is normal, but I just thought it was funny. He's like, I, I need to be inconspicuous. I can't use my real name. So he's like, I'm not going to be Frodo Baggins. Instead, I'm going to be Underhill. <laughs> it's like, Ted, you're literally Underhill. under the hill. You yeah. are a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> That is not incognito. <laughs> I am Smalls Furryfoot. No I am one will know. Ring bearer Gamgee. <laughs> what is this? All damn right. G. But yeah, so we we uh <laughs> damn G. We completed our our goal. So we were doing yeah. a contest. We needed to hit fifty reviews. We hit it. Yep. Actually, the reviews came really quick because we were at like. 43 or something and we hit seven in like a few days yeah it's true thank you guys love awesome. the swampies so we are going to call out a winner from our little raffle now we don't have a hat this time yeah we got we got rid of the hat instead we went for something way more i love this yeah this is cool and it is a lot easier than writing down everybody's name and cutting them into pieces of paper and physically pulling them out of a hat we did a retro but it's the double deuce. It's the new millennium. Millennium is every 10 years, right? Millennium Falcon, huh? Um, yeah, how old is the Millennium Falcon? Uh, yeah. That, this is the way you do it. Century? Decade? It's about like eight no, parsecs. Dec- decade's 10. Well, in Star Wars, uh, a parsec is somehow a measurement of time instead of distance. No, I thought it was a... I don't know, is it? Well, parsecs are supposed to measure distance, but the way they use it or the way they explain it in is wrong. (laughs) They didn't get that science down. But the point is, we got a fucking spinny wheel on the Internet. Yeah. And a millennium is a thousand years. No, I knew that. I was being willfully obtuse. Oh, I was not. (laughs) (laughs) I was genuinely confused. (laughs) But yeah, we got a spinny wheel, so everyone's got a name up on the wheel. We might we might post this on the Insta. You never know. Yeah, I think I'm going to post it in the story. I'll either, <laughs> should I post it tonight when we're doing it just to get people pumped, or should I wait until the episode's released? Ooh, Actually, that ooh, means I don't know. episode's only coming out in like two days. Yeah. This, this is like the shortest amount of like lag time between a recording to a release that we've ever done. Yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. This is... We should never go on vacations. Well, usually we bank episodes, but there just hasn't been a lot of worthy releases yeah. so far this year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you want to uh, you want to give this a spinneroonie? All right, the good old and um, you know, are we doing something special for this? Yeah, you know, this is the double deuce. We're the two dudes. This is our second year doing this, and this is our second giveaway. We're gonna pick two fucking winners. Damn. You Swampies don't deserve us. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is we'll probably message you, hunt you down on on the social meds, or maybe you can hunt us down. Maybe why don't you listen to the episode and you hunt us down? Well, yeah, that would be the thing. We'll yeah. post on social media that the giveaway is in this episode, but like, if you wrote a review on Apple Podcast, it stands to reason you're probably listening. Hopefully. Hopefully. And in which case, if you're listening, 
then you'll hear us call your screen name. Because some of these are just a person's name they put down as their... Because that's the thing. It's like, it's not a username that's just logged in there. It's every time you write a review, like you write whatever you want your name to be yeah. on that review. Some some of these people I know who they are. Some people I don't. So that's why like if they, if you know, you come up, just hit us up on Instagram. And if you go to our store at twodudesmoviereviews.com, there is a plethora of new merch. Oh, we just put up a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah. So pick a, pick a design and we'll, we'll get you a t-shirt, right? T-shirt? Is that what we're doing? You know what? We'll, we're going to set up a little, like, nice little prize pack. Here's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. I think we should pick the design that we send them, and we give them color options and size options. Okay. You tell us what size, and if you have color preferences. Okay. Or if you want to live crazy, you could just be like, fucking, you guys pick. Still tell us your size. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we'll pick the colors. Yeah. Whatever you, whatever you want. If you, if you have a specific color, you're like, I look terrible in yellow. We'll send you yellow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to do this? Yes, let's spin it. So the first winner is where do you have to where do you where do you click on this wheel? I think you click it here. Ooh, that, look at that go! Wow, that actually looks really cool. All the tripping colors. out my eyes, bra. Tom O'Neill, baby. Thomas O'Neill. All right, there's not a, there's not really a lot of fanfare. We just say a name. Hold on, <laughs> let's do that again. All right. All right. Thomas, Thomas O'Neill. <laughs> I actually know Tom. Oh, do you? Yeah. Who who's uh, who is Sir Thomas? Tom works at my place of work, but he's a uh, he's a big movie fan. He's basically the only person I talk seriously about movies with. Really? <laughs> yeah. Aww. So so that's cool. Well, that'll be a nice uh, nice present for him. Yeah. And bring that into work. Mm-hmm. Or just mail it to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might, well, he's might. gonna have to get it mailed to him because I'm not gonna be working there. <laughs> oh, it's a going away present now. Yeah, for him. All right, you ready for the next one? Yep. All right, you can announce this one. Okay. Ooh, look at that spinning! Look at that! Spinning. I like the spinning. The spinning's nice. Oh wow! You know what? You know what's funny is we said like there's not a lot of fanfare, but what they can't hear is that on the website there's like confetti. And there's like clapping sounds yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Eno Drachmot, that's actually my buddy Tom. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Two Toms <laughs> and Tom from MySpace. Damn. He's getting one too. I also that's have a crazy. cousin Tom. He did not write a review. He's dead to me. <laughs> so. So that awesome. So two Toms one. Two Toms. I do not work with that Tom. He's uh one of my old he's actually one of my oldest friends known him since middle school and he i think he's in one of the carolinas or florida all i know is it's south and it's all the same to me <laughs> i don't care yeah I'll, I'll message him and see what he wants nice that that'll save the hassle i know he listens he listens a lot he called his buttholes in the review though so i don't know if he should he should win anything yeah it's very disrespectful yeah <laughs> fucking swampy piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there you go we got some we got some cool uh some winners nice very cool very cool i'm glad we hit 50 i like doing the giveaways though i like I like uh calling out someone's name like the lotto i'm i'm sure that they're reacting like they just won the lotto when they yeah that. yeah and now the next giveaway we re- remove all the winners so we took out the winner from the last giveaway we did and yeah now we'll just have to remember to take out 
these two Toms. Mm-hmm. No more Toms. If your name is Tom, sorry, you can't win anymore. Well, we e- already gave them to the two Toms. Ian won before, so maybe it's just people who have names with only three letters. That's right. Well, your buddy Tom put his full name, Thomas. Well, I call him Tom. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Very cool. Yeah. We're going to get your guys' sizes and your color choices. Yep. And then we're just going to send you a shirt, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'll just ask Tom tomorrow at work. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Well, that was a lot of fun. It always is. Yeah. <laughs> When's then our next giveaway? You want to do 100? Yeah. Let's do is 100. That, is that crazy far? Well, our first one was 20, no, 20 or no, 25. Our, our first was 10. And then oh, in that week, we like we like way overshot it, though. We got up to like 20 or something. Oh, right. That's why we, we made it a bigger goal and we went to 50. Yeah. All right. Well, let's fucking juice hmm. it up. Yeah, 100. 100. The mm-hmm. goal really for us is to hit 200. Yeah, actually. If, in the next like year. If people actually want to know our goal, it's 200. And if you could help us do that, that'd be awesome. Because uh, with 200 reviews comes something pretty cool. Yep. So we get access get- to something uh, not, not many regular folk get access to, we'll say. Yeah. So like government emails. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> WikiLeaks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to blow the doors open on this Watergate scandal. You know, Tom DeLong was mentioned in WikiLeaks. You know, I called Tom DeLong. We're talking about a lot of Toms right now. Yeah. But I called him the other day because I haven't seen him in a while and was mm-hmm. like, where are you? <laughs> and the last time we talked, we got into a fight. So I told him, I'm so sorry. And then what else did you tell him? Spiders. <laughs> that's what i was having for lunch and then you you actually killed him and you were hungry so you started eating his insides (laughs) (laughs) yeah no but i I didn't want to keep him on the phone for too long i was like don't waste your time on me (laughs) and then he was like wow i guess what this is i guess this is growing up yeah i guess this is growing up man yeah yeah Yeah. definitely yeah that was that's what happened <laughs> Josie. Uh, <laughs> Anthem part two. Yep. And you know what? I have an idea. I already took off my jacket, so I think it's time I take off my pants. Okay. And jacket. <laughs> Again? You're going to put it back on and take it off? Yeah. Okay. Put it back on. Yeah. Then I'm going to take off my pants mm-hmm. and jacket. Okay. Because I want to. <laughs> And no one's going to stop me. No one's going to stop me. Because, you know what? I've always been a bad boy. Some have even called me like an enema of the state. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. That's cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, the more I think about it, I'm just like Cheshire Cat, you know? Like, (laughs) (laughs) trying to go with puns. (laughs) Don't make any sense. And, And, you know, where we are right now... This is this is like the two dudes space, mm-hmm. almost like the two dude ranch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where's the two dude ranch located? This two dude ranch is actually located right down the road from one of my favorite places to go chill. What's one that? Of my favorite chill spots. What's your favorite chill spot? Don't pressure me. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me to say the rock show. You know what's crazy about that? <laughs> I actually fell in love with a girl at the rock show. Really? Yeah. What did she say? I don't know. 
<laughs> but I, I could tell you, like, after that, I was like, oh, we should go on, like, a first date. Yeah. And, like, I bet you didn't, you just wanted it to last forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like five minutes. Of- <laughs> I could do this forever. This not very funny. <laughs> yeah. It No, you know what? It's hard for me to talk about that relationship. Well, yeah, because it sounds like it's just the story of a lonely guy. Well, it is because we had to break up because she was going away to college. (laughs) So good. (laughs) So good. I was like, don't leave me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, she, uh, she was, she was crazy. Yeah. You know her name? Josie? No, it was Wendy Clear. Wendy Clear? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've heard of her. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Have you ever heard of Dysentery Gary? That's like her brother, I think, or something. Oh, really? Yeah. That's No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. You know, she said she was leaving me because she was going away to college, but I think it was because uh, when she pulled my pants and undies down, she saw all the small things. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, God damn it. Every time I look at you. <laughs> she's damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get it damn it uh, yeah I got it. I got it I got it oh man I wish we didn't break up though well yeah I, I kept telling her I'm like we should stay together yeah, for the kids, kids. I was yeah. gonna say the same thing <laughs> but she just there's something about her she just had like a reckless abandon and uh, I was like you know what just stay with me and she was like give me one good reason yeah and I was like shut up <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, time to break up <laughs> on Mother's Day. <laughs> and the whole time I'm just thinking, what went wrong? And then it was probably because you didn't wish her happy holidays, you bastard. Yeah, no, you would think it was that, but it was actually when I fucked grandpa. <laughs> I'm I'm actually that's a that's a little deep one right there. Yeah, that's a B side. Yeah. Yeah, I'm running out. That's okay. We uh- set up we set up the next segment like five minutes ago. Trailer park. <laughs> no build up. <laughs> no build up. Just trailer park. <laughs> so what are we talking today? Well, we are talking. Wait, I actually don't know the name of this. It's the ninth Fast and Furious movie. Is it just called Fast and Furious 9? Or okay, is it Fast so- 9? Or is it Furious 9? If Fasty Furiousy? <laughs> <laughs> I you sent me this trailer. Fasty Blasty Nine. <laughs> don't, don't get me hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the tagline. Fasty Blasty Hard. Don't Fasty Blasty Nine. Don't get me hard, <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> I'm actually really you, excited. You Honestly, se- if you watch the trailer, no, I that- haven't. That I, I was gonna say. Uh, you sent me the trailer, and I was like, I'm gonna watch this later. I haven't gotten around to it. I saw. Just like out of the corner of my eye, the TV spot that played during the Super Bowl yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the big game. Um, Sports ball! <laughs> Sports ball! Sports ball! <laughs> that was a, that's a uh, throwback to last year's episode. Yeah. I think that was Aquaman. Yeah, when we recorded during the sports ball game. I, so I haven't, I haven't seen anything in this trailer. And oh, I'm so uh, excited for you to watch this. Yeah. There might be some, like, some raw reaction in here. <laughs> Now, we've talked about not wanting to do trailers if we haven't seen them before because it's like, ah, oh, man, we don't we don't really come prepared. A lot of times we just sit there in silence watching the trailer because we're actually intrigued by it. I think this is one that 
you are going to fully react to as you're watching it because man is it <laughs> is it fast and furious you, you said to me you're like if you need something to cringe at i think is what you said i said like i said uh watch this for mega eye rolls that's what it was yeah yeah all right let me uh i want to see if you can pinpoint the moment that i was just like fuck dude Whatever the opposite of this. It's four minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's worth it. The Swampies will enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> this is the, probably no, the longest. Why is it four minutes long? <laughs> Dude, it's the ninth movie in the saga. In, wait, is John Cena in any of these other ones? Starring Vin Diesel. This is the first one with John Cena in it, and you're going to see no why. Oh, God. Dude. Oh man, I'm so excited for you to watch this. I might be in silence just watching you watch this. I cannot believe that it's four minutes long. I wish it was longer. I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time. But things change. He's got the Rambo treatment or the Hawkeye. Yeah. Living life on a farm now. I will always be in your heart. Always oh, man, Brian, heart. I have a gift for you. Your daddy gave me this. Now I'm gonna give it to you. It's very special. It's for protection from what's coming. All right, Dom. What's next? No matter how fast you are. To you. No one outruns their path. <laughs> what? <laughs> and mine. Just call so they're brothers. Um, it has to be. I will say nothing. So we're up against a master thief. Oh, a master thief, huh? Assassin. Mm -hmm. High performance driver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob is Dom's Oh my god. <laughs> That's one big Come eye on. roll. Life, you pushed yourself to be faster than Don. Stronger than Don. But could you kill him? What music is this? I don't know. Because I'm ready if you are. There's nothing more powerful That's than Charlize Theron. She's so above us. There's nothing more dangerous. Maybe this is the end. Okay, we saw that in the trailer a month ago. You know I'd ride to the death with you. This trailer is four minutes long. I feel like it's gonna be like a four and a half hour movie. Why does this need to be four hours long? Let's get to work. I mean, I mean four minutes long. Please tell me that's not a Pontiac Fiero strapped to a rocket engine. Impressive. I know. No. No, that's that's not impressive. Oh, that's some good comedy. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> not all blood. This music, Ooh, this what song is, is this? We're shopping at H&M, apparently. <laughs> huh. I love it. I'm grooving right now. Oh, they're like, suck it, Dark Knight. I was, oh, I was going to say, that's also the second trailer this year where they flipped the truck. That's your mistake. This is my world. The Nas! <laughs> Look at that! What, what is he doing? 
That's what he's doing. Oh my god. There's no bridge. Oh hell no. <laughs> He's stone-faced. <laughs> yup, no big deal, just swinging a car. <laughs> Nine! What? It's the Fast Saga? How does that make sense? I don't know. Surprise. Nice clubhouse. That's supposed to be a big reveal. Oh, see, yeah, I don't appreciate it, because this is dumb. Justice is coming. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be coming. Jeez. What the hell? Didn't you love it? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for this movie to come out. It looks insane. It looks so dumb. <laughs> you know what's crazy right now? So the the video ended... In the advertisement at the end of the video for the Fast and Furious 9 trailer is the Fast and Furious 9 trailer. Yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> they got money behind it. Apparently. Dude. So wait, is it actually called Fast 9 or F9? I think it's just the, the, what is it, the Fast Saga? I don't know. Is that what it said at the end? I don't know. I think the movie is I think it's just Fast, Fast and 9. Furious 9. Okay. But the end said so. Is the is the subtitle though the Fast Saga? Because there's gonna think, be more than this. Yeah, I know, dude. There's gonna be more of these movies. Because I told you, I told you. I don't know what episode it was, but I know it was probably a couple months ago. They just need to push out number nine so that they can make Fast and Furious ten, where the ten is the I and the O in Furious. Yeah, because you know that's what they're gonna do. Because mm -hmm. they have to. If they don't, then it's a huge missed opportunity. I think that's the only reason they made nine. Is like, all right, let's get nine. In, let's push that out. So like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know this story. I don't really care to know this story. But the, the guy at the end is Han. He was supposed to be dead at the end of I don't know which movie. The timeline's crazy in the movies. Okay, so um, it is, but. we haven't talked Wonder Woman yet on this, which I think might be our next trailer park or like two from now. Yeah. But um, I felt similarly with, with that, how they revealed Chris Pine. Don't you think that they should have revealed that in, during the movie? Like, wouldn't that have been a cool reveal in movie? I guess it would have been cool for anybody who gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't give a shit. So I'd have been like, all right, great. This guy, whatever. I don't. I don't really know. I'm not super familiar with like the middle bracket of Fast and Furious movies. I only just came back around for Hobbs and Shaw because <laughs> obviously, yeah, why not? This but, part where they were like, "Oh, you strapped rockets to a uh, car." Yeah, I got, I got, it. I thought it was the space moment, dude. You know, it's got to happen. That's why I was like, "Wait, are they actually doing it right now?" I mean, how about John Cena jumping a car off a ledge and then getting? Just snatched in midair by a stealth jet. That part, also, that looked terrible. Oh, it looked oh, so, it looked so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of this looks bad, like in terms of like the graphics and stuff and the special effects. Like this, like, we're watching it now, right now. The stealth jet. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy crap! That's bad. <laughs> 
that uh, no, Vin Diesel's expression when he swings on this friggin' rope. Look at look at this part. It's just like a rope bridge. Like how would that? How does that latch onto the tire? <laughs> well, that's like that's how, some Hobbs and Shaw logic. Oh, remember the Hobbs and Shaw logic with like the ta- uh, trailers? They just throw the chain and yeah. it just hooks perfectly onto the <laughs> axle. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! The other but, part, the other part I loved was when he basically catches a car in midair. Like this part, boom! boom. Like yep. what? Just gets hit by a car, <laughs> keeps going. I actually like. I may have had more faith in Hobson Shaw than I do in this. Yeah, because I at least like The Rock, and yeah. Idris Elba has at least done good things. I don't particularly enjoy John Cena in anything that's not a comedy. Yeah, and I don't like Vin Diesel at all. No, he's not good. <laughs> he's not good. So, I don't know. This looks like some bullshit. Oh, it's super bullshit, and I cannot wait to watch it. Because you know it's going to be even dumber. If if this is what they're showing you in the trailer to get you pumped and excited, you know there's other nonsense in the movie that's ten times worse than this. It probably, yeah. <laughs> there's there's going to be eye roll long. city. <laughs> Why the studio is like it needs to be four minutes long? Can you imagine sitting in a theater for four minutes watching this before your movie plays? Yeah, <laughs> I can. I'd be beating my dick the whole time too. <laughs> Let's see who could finish first. I like that line too. It says, n- <laughs> "It says, n- <laughs> where is it? Not all blood. Like, what does that mean? Well, you gotta." Oh, not all blood is family. Because all so, the movies, it's family, family, yeah, family, but obviously, family. well, that's that's a no brainer. Not all blood is family, right? You didn't need to say that. Some blood, <laughs> some blood is just blood. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what it should have said. Some blood is blood. Some blood is just blood. But there's uh, never any like blood in these movies. No. Because they keep them PG 13. And they're superheroes. They literally fell from a skyscraper last time and nobody died. Is Charlie's Throne in all these movies? I don't think so. Why'd she do this? I think she's a later addition. She, no, I think she's been in other ones before this one. Okay. I think she's maybe been in one. I know she's been in at least one. Maybe she's been in two okay. different ones. She's above this. Yeah, you would think so, but I guess not. <laughs> I like that clip too. Them falling off the building. Yeah. And you know they're gonna be fine. Some of the some of the I don't I'm sure it wasn't, but it's basically at this point physical comedy. Like the part where yeah. he hits his head on the back of the wall and the whole wall comes down. Yeah. No uh, concussion, no blood, doesn't get knocked out, just smashes his head through a wall, totally fine, keeps fighting. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> oh, oh I love all the the stern looks. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, what do they call it? Like smoldering. Yeah, there's a lot of grimacing. Yeah, mm. on uh, on Vin Diesel and John Cena's face. Yeah, he's John- Dom's brother. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. If anyone hasn't seen this, you got to see it. I'm kind of glad that I didn't watch it before before this. This is this is something. Oh yeah. Do you have anything else on this? Nope. Just excited for Summer Cram Double Deuce. Well, we did Hobbs and Shaw, so now we have to do this, unfortunately. Yes. Um, uh, very much fortunately. You know what's funny? When we did the Hobbs and Shaw trailer park, I was also very high on it for all the wrong reasons. And you were very much like, I don't want to see that. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't want to see it. And then I hated the movie. You remember the game we played on Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, it was great. That's the best game of the year. So you know this movie's going to be piped full of like some of the worst dialogue ever. You know this baby is going to be piped with Nas, bro. <laughs> Hit the nitrous! <laughs> Pedal to the metal! <laughs> what you said in the last episode, give it the juice! <laughs> I thought it was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's get out of this trailer park before we... Uh... Turn into total D bags. I already got Monster Energy tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made it to the main event. I've been saying the main event a lot lately. We get to like the, the review and I say it's the main event. Well, it is the main event. Okay. Much of you like they're not, like with the wrestling time. I hate it. You, know? you hate it. You, okay. I hate, it. I hate I'll, wrestling. I'll stop, I'll stop. Oh, yeah, I know you do. John I mean, Cena made me hate wrestling now. His movie career makes me re- retroactively not enjoy wrestling. We watched uh, WrestleMania at your house that one time. And when John Cena came up on the stage, you sang John Cena sucks to the beat of his uh, theme song. Yeah, that's a common thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make that up. So we are talking tonight, The Gentleman. Yeah, which we barely talked about in the intro. We started with British, got into Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't think we've even talked about thieves. <laughs> now we're here. Yeah, we're talking The Gentleman, which is a new guy. Richie film. Yep. Going back to that the classic. Aladdin. Uh, well, I was going to say, going back to the classics like Aladdin. Yeah. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Oh, I didn't know he did that one. There's some bad ones. Yeah, he's had a, he's had his ups and downs, we'll say. Yeah. No, but for real, though, this is actually more in line with the movies that people like. Yeah. Now, have you seen Snatch and or Lockstock? Yes. You have? Yeah. Did you watch them before or after The Gentleman? After. Oh, weird. Yeah. Very weird. So, I... You poser. Well, I wanted <laughs> I wanted to see if that would help improve my grade in this at all. Oh, okay. I've never been a big Guy Ritchie fan. Like, any of his movies. Like, I honestly, before seeing this movie, I was kind of like, I think the first Sherlock Holmes is his best movie. Like, I hadn't seen Locked Stock, nah, and I crazy. hadn't seen Snatch, and I hadn't seen this. See, I... Saw Snatch when it came, like the year it came out. It's on 2000. Yeah. And I love Lockstock. Oh, yeah? And I love Snatch. Which one do you like more? Ooh, it's really hard. I think Snatch is more quotable, and the dialogue is a little bit more iconic for those films. But I I think I like the story of Lockstock better. I think the characters are also more like iconic, I guess, in in Snatch. In Snatch yeah. yeah, but they're both they're both great. That's a great double feature. I think. Do you feel this? Do you feel like Guy Ritchie like really wants to be Tarantino? Yeah. Okay. I pre Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, and Watson. Mm-hmm. I would have said one, I'm a big Guy Ritchie fan, and two, that he is kind of like a British knockoff Tarantino. And not yeah. not as like a slight to Guy Ritchie, but he writes very sharp, witty dialogue. Yeah, yeah. That's the for me, like I think if you're gonna go see a Guy Ritchie movie that is his own where he's writing and directing. Well you, that, that's you can, the big thing. Yeah, I was gonna say you can expect the dialogue to be pretty pretty crisp for the most part. And I think you can also expect it to be very like Kinetic, if that's the good word. Like, no, that's very, perfect. Okay, like frenetic. It reminds me actually a lot of Kingsman. When I was watching these movies, yeah, I was like, damn, I could actually really see like where Kingsman's pulling from. 
because there's a lot of similarities between the two in terms of like some of the action, like the the blood and like how like over the top it is. Yeah. Stuff like that. But yeah, Guy Ritchie, he is the writer and director on this. And yeah, people are saying that it's probably his best film since Snatch. That's a that's what that's the word that's on the, the consensus. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll get into that. The cast though, Matthew McConaughey, he plays Mickey. He's a lion. He's a lion, exactly. As is mentioned a hundred times. He didn't have a great uh, 2019, though. No, he didn't. <laughs> Serenity and the Beach Bum, so that that was rough. Did you see the Beach Bum last yeah. year? Okay, I I did not was, like that. Oh, I was gonna. I hate that director. The, uh, he made he made Spring Breakers. Yeah, I, everything's filmed like a montage. Yeah, like that. It. His movies are montages. Yeah, don't don't like it. Sorry, <laughs> not a fan of that style. I can tell you right now, without any opinion on Mike my, my grade and stuff, this is Matthew McConaughey's best movie since if you're talking leading. Interstellar, and if you're talking just in general, Kubo. Okay, yeah, yeah. I always forget he's in Kubo. Yeah. It's crazy because Matthew McConaughey is a good actor and he's really charismatic, but he hasn't been in many good movies like over the last like six years. Yeah. And he's been in a lot of movies too. It's not like he's only been in four or something. And that's the weird thing about him is that when you think about Matthew McConaughey, it's very easy to go either way on him because when I say Matthew McConaughey, I'm like, oh, I really like him because he's so good in like Wolf of Wall Street and even that is a small role, but his parts in it, like that scene when he's at lunch with Leo is, is fucking great and it's like unforgettable and he can be awesome in things or you can remember all of the terrible movies he's done <laughs> like Sahara and stuff. Yeah, it's it. I don't really know why like how to pin him down because I feel like He's so good that he could be selective and be like, no, I'm only going to take these roles. But it seems like he just kind of takes yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's like he'll be in Dallas Buyers Club and he'll be in friggin' Serenity. <laughs> yeah, the beach bum. In the beach bum, yeah. Yeah, but I, I do think that as far as like a leading actor, which I would say that he's the leading actor in this movie. He's, he's yeah. your main character, but he doesn't get nearly as much screen time, I think, as... Charlie Hunnam. Well, there I think there's a lot of similarities between this and Snatch, but we'll get into it. Okay, yeah. But yeah, speaking of Charlie Hunnam, he plays Ray. He was in Triple Frontier last year. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably know him from... Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, He's in Pacific Rim. number one. Michelle Dockery, she plays Rosalind Pearson, I think is the last name. Okay. But uh, everyone knows her from Downton Abbey. Jeremy Strong. Now, question. I didn't look this up. Is he Mark Strong's like, sibling or relative? I don't know. They look very similar. Do they? I think they do. Okay. But he plays Matthew. He was also in Serenity. I thought that was funny. It's like they brought two people over from Serenity for the yeah. same movie. But I actually like Jeremy Strong because he's in a lot of good movies. He was in Molly's Game and Detroit and uh, The Judge. Like, okay. But he's typically in better movies. Colin Farrell, who I actually, for the most part, like. He plays Coach. That was kind of like a little on the nose. Yeah. Because he's a coach and his name's Coach. <laughs> Well, I think that's his nickname. I don't think it's his real name. Oh, it's not? They just only refer to him as, as coach, coach because okay. he is a coach. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Henry Golding plays Dry Eye. That's actually something I liked a lot about this is I feel like he's been in a lot of like rom-coms and stuff because he was in like Crazy Rich Asians and this wasn't a rom-com, but he's in like Simple Favor. Okay. It was nice seeing him play like rather than like the pretty boy, like like the heavy almost. Yeah. Because he just looked like he was having a good time and he got to like just go balls out a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And Hugh Grant is doing a Michael Caine impression this yeah. entire movie. Uh, he plays Fletcher, so... <laughs> Play a game with me, Raymond. Did you get that? I was like, 
he sounds exactly like Michael Caine. Yeah, he kind of. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing is Hugh Grant is already British, but he's doing a British accent. He's doing a different British accent in this movie. <laughs> it sounded way over the top. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, he. You know what it is? Is there's a lot of different dialects in England so it's like the way you talk almost shows where you're from in a certain way and a lot of times and I think this is something that Guy Ritchie is really good at because if you look at Snatch there is a lot of focus on accents I mean especially with Brad Pitt's character when they talk about the Pikes. Brad Pitt's character is my favorite character in that movie just because I really like seeing Brad Pitt do all, that all the time if I go to like someone's house and they have dogs, and they ask. Mm-hmm. I'm always just like, you like dogs? <laughs> what? You like dogs? Oh, dogs? Sure. I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always a focus on the accents, and I think he uses them as a way to kind of showcase where people's kind of like hierarchy is. Like the way people talk almost shows you like upper class, lower class. Like I, I think he is very conscious of how certain characters have certain dialects. Mm-hmm. So I think it was intentional, but yeah, it's a little it's a l- little much. It's a little <laughs> something. I don't know. The dialect or like the accent that he was going with was a little much. And then like some of his dialogue, I was just kind of like, what is going on right now? But we'll, yeah, we'll talk we, we about that. It. But yeah, I guess we could start off this way because we mentioned it. There's a lot of characters in this movie and they kind of split up the screen time pretty evenly between all of them. I, I, yeah. Maybe not evenly, but... They they go in different directions with with everybody, which I think is very similar to Snatch. Like that's yeah. that seems like a Guy Ritchie staple. I also think this is kind of similar to Snatch, where it's like they they're showing you a lot of different things, and it's kind of convoluted, but then everything comes together at the end. Right, and it's like the actual story for the film is pretty simple, but the way in which they're telling it makes it seem more crazy than it actually is. Right. Well, that's something that. At first, a little bit confusing. I, w- I would say the the beginning of this movie, it's a little bit hard to grasp and get into. Yeah, as I was a viewer. Mm-hmm. But somewhere around like the second act, like s- things start coming together better. And also, when you don't really understand the storytelling device that is being used, it's kind of jarring. And then you start to realize why the story is being told the way it is or why certain scenes play out the way they are. And it's because you're not always watching what actually happened. You're watching a an accounting of a person who wasn't really there. It's the un- unreliable narrator. Right. Which we've talked about a few times yeah. this year. So at first I was kind of like, yeah, this is weird. But then things started coming together, and I was like, "Oh, I I kind of see what's going on now," and I and I dig that. Like I I actually didn't mind the style of storytelling once it all came back around. But yeah, I feel like in the beginning it's really hard to buy in. Yeah, I wasn't like fully on board for almost like the whole film, honestly. Really? Yeah. Wow. It bothered me in the beginning, and then I realized what was going on. And like I was like, okay, but I felt like the story itself was very simple and it didn't need to be told that way. And then like there's some things that are twists that like didn't really surprise me the way that I think they were intended to. I almost think 
that the twists are not meant to be surprising. I almost think that in some of my notes and realizations might help you enjoy it more almost. Well, you'll have to tell me. Yeah, we'll, was, we'll get to that when we get to spoilers and stuff. If there isn't supposed to be a twist, though, then why not tell it? Why, why tell it that way? Well, that's a device of the movie itself. I, I don't think that the that style of storytelling is meant to deliver that twist. I think it's meant to deliver something more specific to the characters, not the movie or the audience. You know what I mean? Like it's it, I'm trying to be vague before we get into spoilers and stuff. Yeah. So it's hard to explain, but we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit. We'll, okay. We'll just keep going with uh with some light stuff. I will say this: as much as you know, Hugh Grant's accent is a little much sometimes. I really enjoyed the chemistry that him and Charlie Hunnam had. Yeah. I liked their back and forth. Mm -hmm. And right away when they were doing their thing, I was just like, oh, yeah, Guy Ritchie can write. Like, he can write really good dialogue. Mm -hmm. They should probably let him do that more often. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you see it a lot in Snatch and uh, Lockstock, but I think it was good in this movie. At times... I thought it was a little too much. Like, there's some things that Hugh Grant says that I was kind of like, what? Like, I don't know if that was intentional to just be that ridiculous. I think so. Okay. Because, like... His character his character is very over the top. He's basically like a TMZ guy. Yeah. So, this is something I didn't get. He, he's gay? Yeah, I think so. I think it's implied that he is. But they, like, they make his homosexuality, like, almost like a like a creepy thing. I think it's less about being creepy and more about showing his arrogance. Okay. I I think think that's what it really is because that ends up being a serious character flaw of his that comes back around in the end that kind of bites him in the ass. Oh, because I was like, is it like vilifying like like gay people a little bit or whatever? Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because there's like, it gets to the point where basically it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna be in the night, like I'm, I'm gonna be in your house in the night, like jerking off to you. Basically, he says wanking yeah. into a hanky is what he says, yeah. and he's like, "I'm gonna like cuddle up on you." And I was like, "What is going on right now? <laughs> like, why is this guy so over the top?" Yeah, I think that is more to show his arrogance because he's very cocky about his whole plan and what's going on. But then, you know, the end comes, which we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I have a question about characters. Yeah, who is your favorite? character out of this colin farrell me too yeah he is so fucking funny in this he's awesome i loved i loved every moment he has on screen i loved see that's the thing i loved his character and i loved mo like he is i think the funniest lines like the part where, yeah. with like fuck and stuff like yeah. that i thought was really funny yeah everyone in this movie is kind of a shitbag but he's definitely the least shitbag yeah he's he's just trying to do right and and everyone for the most part actually is a criminal and like the main crime of the movie is when someone actually like betrays the other person or like goes behind someone's back yeah like like, everyone is a criminal everyone is a bad person i think he's the most honorable but but yeah he he's actually like because there's uh like a group of kids that he kind of watches over that they call the toddlers yeah he's kind of almost in it just to make sure that they don't get hurt yeah hurt or you know put down like an even shittier path right so like 
for that, I was like, oh, that's actually like kind of cool. It's like this guy who like doesn't actually want to be here, has good intentions. He's just looking out for other people. Yeah, he's he's admirable. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I really want one of those tracksuits. <laughs> right? They're <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. Now, to those kids, there is a scene that I really think dragged on way too long when there's like that weird fight rap video. I actually really like that. I did not. I liked it because I thought it was funny. I think you could have still had that in there, but it was it was just too long. Like there was just too much of it. Maybe there was too much. I don't I was enjoying it. I also feel like that section of the movie is like almost a microcosm of the entire film in that it's super stylized. Like yeah. like this movie and Snatch and stuff, they're all they're like hyper stylized movies. And that's with like basically everything. Like the 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 costume design, the way the camera moves in certain scenes, like is is very like twitchy and stuff. And there's a lot of like in your face song choices and stuff like that. Oh, definitely. So I was just kind of like, I felt like it, it fit the whole tone of the movie and kind of. And I I was amused by that part that they basically like filmed themselves beating the shit out of people and then made a rap video of it and put it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> see, all fine with it, and it, it's good for showing like who these guys are, what they're about, make it shorter. It it felt like forever. It was maybe not that long. It was probably like three minutes, but you could have done the same thing in one minute and then just gone to like, like you're showing, like you're in the video and like it's, it, you still get that jarring effect and then it cuts back and like they're editing it on the, and they're like posting it on YouTube and they're in the gym and then Colin Farrell's like, turn that shit off. Like take that down now. I wonder if it's because, and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure one of the people is actually a rapper in real life. Oh, okay. So and, maybe... and that was a song that they wrote for it. So maybe it was a thing like, I'll be in it, but I want my song to be in it longer. Yeah, like featured. Uh... Yeah, and I, I okay. actually looked it up. That song is not released on YouTube or Spotify. Like, the only way you can actually hear a good chunk of it is if you see the movie. Oh, weird. Yeah. All right. I, so, okay. There's, there's literally a like 20 second teaser of it where it's like the guy's name and it's like this guy is and it's got his name in the movie and then it plays like just a quick clip from it and mm. that's it yeah interesting so not a fan of british rappers no i hate that style they... i hate the way their voice sounds <laughs> so they, was he saying fox in a bush i have no idea like, fox in a bush <laughs> yeah something like that yeah man gotta get a tracksuit <laughs> gotta get one <laughs> did you have anyone else that you, you really liked in this uh, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Uh, he's a very close second for now, one of my favorites. Like I, I, He was also very funny, but he could be like very intense mm-hmm. in certain scenes. And uh, he's another one. I just enjoyed every time I saw him on screen. And like, I haven't seen a lot of the movies he's acted, and I've really only seen him in Sons of Anarchy. And I like him in that show. I like that show. But this, I was like, I fucking dig him in this a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Colin Farrell's definitely like number one. Yeah. But man, Charlie Hunnam's right behind him. We had mentioned that Matthew McConaughey is like technically the main character. I actually think he's one of the weaker elements to the film. I don't even know if it's weaker is the right um, right term, but like I just feel like there were other characters that outshined him. Well, okay. I want to talk about Matthew McConaughey. Spoiler alert though. Okay. Because I I think I need to blow doors open. And I think we've talked enough without spoilers. I think Matthew McConaughey in this movie, the reason there's a little bit of a disconnect with connecting to his character 
is because we see two versions of his character. The real version and the storied version from Hugh Grant's perspective. Because I don't know if you noticed this. Every time you're in real time or you're seeing what actually happened, Matthew McConaughey is a very different character than when Hugh Grant showcases him. So like in the trailer, there's that scene, it's like when the lion's hungry, he eats and he keeps referring to himself as a lion. Mm -hmm. But that's all fake. That's not real. Yeah. That's not how he acts. Anytime you actually see Matthew McConaughey, he's very poised and he's very calm. Like he, he is such like a chill, but fierce. He's like, he's cold and calculating. He's almost more like Joe Pesci in The Irishman, Mm -hmm. where he's not yelling. He's not getting aggro and like crazy at people. He's the one who's quiet. He's just like, listen, I don't know why you came here and disrespecting me, but I'm going to ask you to leave. Otherwise, they're going to take care of you. Yeah. And like, that's how he actually acts. So half the time when you're watching this movie, he is more over the top, fitting that stylized storytelling. But then you realize that's not actually who he is. And I actually really liked that. And I liked the way that he played it in two different ways and how it separates. And it helps you by the end of the movie realize when you're watching what happened, what they think happened and what really happened. Mm -hmm. For me, like, I just feel like there wasn't that much to his character. Well, that's because he's quiet and mysterious. So everything is guessing. Yeah. And they don't want you to know too much of what's going on. The the premise of like the movie like the main crux of it, of it all I actually think is pretty cool where it's basically like these people are doing something illegal with marijuana distribution but they're also talking about like yeah but when it is like legal we will be legal and then, and we'll then we will have like a, yeah we'll be ahead of the game we'll have basically like an empire and like this is where everyone like that I actually think was really cool. For me like I didn't think he just had much to do because he's just kind of like yeah I just kind of want to sell it and then it's like other people doing stuff and he's kind of just like, I feel like he takes the back seat in a lot of scenes. Yeah, but I think that's intentional. Okay. He, he is the centerpiece that everybody else is revolving around, mm-hmm. but everybody else is handling these dealings kind of outside of him. And he, because he is the king, which is kind of set up, and the king doesn't deal with all of this, the little things. So, what we're seeing is all of the peons running around doing their bidding or his bidding, but we don't actually see a lot of what he's got going on. And then when in the reality you realize he really does just want to retire and get out. Like he just wants to get some cash and get out, Mm -hmm. which again, spoilers doesn't end up being able to happen. And it's another thing that I really like about the, the real versus the fictionalized version of the happenings of this film that that comes around in the end. I don't know if you want to start talking about that we, far. We we can we can get into that. I was just gonna say I didn't think he was bad. It was just when you have like Matthew McConaughey, I would have liked to have seen him in it a bit more. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And like I said, the the character itself, I just feel like wasn't as deep as other characters in the movie. Maybe but you may, may have been intentional. I don't know. I th- I think it was intentional. I was okay with it. Okay. Now, something I'm not okay with in movies, and I think I've talked about it on this show before. I probably have. I do not like watching a rape scene in a movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I know. <laughs> I, there is a, a moment in this movie where it feels like that's the direction it's going, and I'm like, pit in my stomach. I'm like, oh, am I going to have to sit here and watch this? And they did exactly what I always say movies should do. 
and it's teased, but nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And you don't see you don't see anything. And basically, Dry Eyes is you know trying on Matthew McConaughey's wife, and Matthew McConaughey gets there in the nick of time mm-hmm. and smokes him. Yeah, you know, all's well. The day is saved, and nothing happened. Right. Right. Do you believe that? Because I I picked up on something. All right. What did you pick up on? So in the end, because we've seen Matthew McConaughey in real life is always kept together and very cold, calculating, but poised. Mm-hmm. When he's explaining to the guy who basically we find out sabotaged Matthew McConaughey's operation so that he could underbid him and basically just like lowball him for his business. Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey is revealing to him. He's like, I know everything that you did. And is telling him, and he's very calm about everything. And he even says, business is business. I never work from emotion. But when you bring my wife into it and put hands on my wife, and he gets that fire in his eyes and that anger, and you and you see a spark in him and a rage mm-hmm. that the real Matthew McConaughey never shows, I think it's implied that through the stylized storytelling of Hugh Grant, he told the story as, and he gets there in the nick of time and he kills Dry Eyes. I think what really happened is his wife actually was raped because you see a fire in him that it it almost tells the story of, no, what really happened is she was, and I had, and I, I didn't get there in the nick of time because that's a little bit too cinematic. Like that doesn't always, that doesn't happen. Like that's just too perfect. Yeah. So I think that's part of the Hugh Grant storytelling, and that's what we see. But the fact that it is never said and it is all implied, that's what I mean about you can have it be implied and it can still be a powerful moment without having to show it. And I think by not showing it, you create this ambiguous idea in the end that when you see that intensity out of the real Matthew McConaughey, that you can you can be like, wait, did that really, maybe she really did and that's why he's got that that fire because he even mentions he's like I don't bring emotion into my business. Yeah. But this crossed a line and now you're going to die. I kind of think that that did happen, but you could argue it either way and you, you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. Do you see dry eyes again after that part? Like is that the last Only time you see him? Only in flashbacks when they're so, explaining what happened. So yeah, so he he could be dead. He he could still be alive, I guess. No, I think dry eyes is still dead. I'm just saying, I don't think Matthew McConaughey got there before anything happened. I think he got there after and then killed Dry Eyes. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I think in Matthew McConaughey's performance, it it translates that without ever distinctly saying it, and it leaves it ambiguous, but it almost adds like a darker tone to like his whole conversation with the guy who's trying to buy out his business. Even if he did get there in time, it would still be valid because the guy still laid hands on him or on her. Yeah, I I think that his intensity, if if he just got there in the nick of time and he's like, like I think there would have been a relief okay. about that situation. But I think just the level of intensity he has in that moment when he's yelling at the guy. I think he would still be pissed, though, because... Yeah, it was it was. But that's why it's ambiguous. And that's why it's good that they don't actually show anything 
and it leaves it to interpretation because yeah. it could go either way. Mm-hmm. So it could be the real life story is way darker than what Hugh Grant oh, is actually okay. telling us. I see what you're saying. Because though. he doesn't see everything. So we're getting, we're basically getting Hugh Grant telling us the cinematic movie version mm-hmm. of this. This is how you sell a movie. But what really happens is way grittier and dark and yeah. I, I guess like more interesting. But the fact that, the fact that you don't show that scene, you make it a more powerful moment in the end, you leave something for interpretation, and you don't have this fucking stupid, grotesque, awful imagery tagged on your movie, movie that could either one trigger people, which you know is a problem, but that's not that's not my mindset. I don't feel like triggered by seeing that. I just think that there's a much bigger emotional payoff. And think about this. If you have a scene where that happens, that's basically like a horror moment, right? Yeah. But if you have a scene where it's implied and then your actor or actress has to uh, find the strength to either tell a loved one or a family member, somebody, that that happened to you, there is more room for dramatic effort in that telling as opposed to the showing, I yeah. I believe. Yeah, they're more dramatic. I think it's dramatic versus traumatic. Yeah. So don't put this, the the visual of the act. You can imply it. You can talk about it. You can have characters who have gone through it acknowledge it and stuff. I think there's more room for good acting and a more impactful moment of them talking about it or dealing with it rather than showing it happen. Yeah. I fucking hate rape scenes in movies. Oh, yeah. I know. And I think this movie tackled the idea perfectly. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say this because you mentioned the script. I think that was the first time we mentioned uh, Hugh Grant is basically telling this story, and he's got a script for a movie while he's telling it. Like, this is his script, basically, the version that he's ta- telling something yeah. meta about this. This is a Miramax movie, and he brings the script to Miramax at the end of the movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Dude, there's a couple of meta things like that. Uh, did you notice in one scene, I believe Matthew McConaughey's like in a car and out of from behind in the window, you can see a van parked and it says Gritchy uh, Brewing Company. It's all one word, but mm-hmm. it's G Richie. It's Guy yeah. Richie. Like there's like little things like that, that peppered in through the movie. There's another thing. I'm trying to remember the movie, but it's like one of his favorite movies is like a movie poster like in like a building and stuff like that. Yeah. He likes to do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But you know what? We talk about all the time like passion projects from directors and stuff. Like mm-hmm. look at how much better a movie that Guy Ritchie writes and directs himself and like goes he's going back to like a familiar form for him like doing like and I talked about this in our trailer park when we did this movie. Like going back to like the British underground, like gang activity, stuff like that. Like that's his wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. So for him to come back to this, I think is great. And I wish he just wouldn't do as many studio films. Yeah. I'm shocked he took Aladdin, honestly. Unless like, unless Aladdin was literally just a way for him to fund like this or his next movie. I can almost see that being the case because the production value in this movie is really good, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I think I mentioned it already, but if I didn't, I really like the the costume design, like the production design of this movie. Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of the characters have really cool like outfits and stuff. Mainly dry eyes and like all of the toddlers and 
uh, Colin Firth's character. I think they do a really good job almost separating everybody by the way they dress. And like, you could kind of tell who's running with who almost by their, mm-hmm. their outfits and stuff. Even Hugh Grant like stands alone in like his style and everything like outside of everybody. Yeah. This might tie back into like what you're saying and the way that it's being told. So this could be for nothing. Yeah. But a lot of the things at the end towards the end of the movie kind of bothered me. Really? Yeah. Like what? Just the way certain scenes played out, I was like, that is super convenient. Like how two characters went to go discuss like a super secret plan in a stadium full of people. And, yeah. And then like a microphone can pick them up across the place, like across the arena. Well, the microphone doesn't pick them up. Well, they... they he, The camera, he's got the, the camera, camera and then he hired somebody to, to translate it yeah yeah to do the lip reading and then translate but i just thought that was like why would you go there and then like the guy is in there with like a crazy long lens camera <laughs> yeah like, well he's then, a reporter yeah and then towards the end also like i guess the part where he like makes in the nick of time but th- there's a lot of parts not even with that where like someone makes it just in the nick of time for something to not happen yeah and like when well, I actually do kind of like the swerve of like in the beginning, it starts with you assuming Matthew McConaughey gets shot in the cafe or in the pub or whatever. I assumed he didn't. That's well, yeah. That, yeah. Yes. They're showing you that because they want you to think that's what happens. And then you work backwards from there. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that's not Charlie Hunnam gets there again in the nick of time. Kills yeah. the other guy. And then also the part like in the van. Yeah. So. There was there was just stuff towards the end where I was like it it seems a little convenient. Also, uh, Coach is not like a violent character, right? But he offs two Russian guys at the end, like no problem, which seemed a little out of character for him. But even in him doing that, that was kind of him being like, "That's the last thing I'm doing for you," because that's that's when he he just finished talking to Charlie Hunnam. He's like, "Look, I understand. There's there's a debt." owed and everything he's like we've done three things for you now he's like i'm not a gangster i've done a couple of gangster things now but this isn't for me he's like i gotta i gotta be out and then he sees the guys going in to kill charlie hunnam's character and then he goes and he kills him for him he puts up four because now it's the fourth time and he basically is like i just saved your life he's like i'm out like that's him saying like that's the last thing i'm doing Mm -hmm. i think i think that was him punching his ticket out of the gangster activity yeah there was just stuff at the end that bothered me a little bit. Do you feel like the movie didn't stick the landing even with that stuff? Or do you think that it kind of in, came in, around all right? In all honesty, I do think this is his best movie since Snatch. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I like Guy Ritchie films very much. That's crazy to me. I was going to say even Snatch and Lockstock, I'm not a huge fan of them. That's so crazy. I feel like if you had seen them in the time, it might have been different. Maybe. I uh, like I love those even, movies. Even when I was watching Snatch, I was like, I realized that this is like a good movie and it has great dialogue and great characters. And there are things that I like. I just don't like the way it's filmed. And I'm not like a fan of the like the all over the place storytelling. Yeah. See, and I think we talked about. And I think, you know, Tarantino does that. But I think Tarantino's way more finessed. Like that's like yeah, the thing. Definitely. So like if you compare it to someone else who does the same thing, I think you can tell like who's the master and who's copying. At least in my opinion. I don't think he's actually copying, but Yeah. Yeah. 
I think there are some differences, but yeah, there's also a lot of similarities. But isn't that a good thing that people would be trying to write sharp, yeah. witty dialogue? Like, the, oh no, the dialogue itself, I have no complaints with for the most part. Like, yeah. I like the dialogue a lot. I th- oh man, there's this, uh, that scene when the like the guy from the tabloids is going out in the friggin' tracksuit gang goes and they're going to kidnap him mm-hmm. and uh tabloid guy s- calls one of them a spunk bubble <laughs> and Megan laughed so hard she snorted in the theaters a lot of good insults the, the, in this. there's yeah i was also going to say granted this is part of the course for like english people i've i've cousins that live in england so like i know this to be true but there is an absurd amount of the c word yeah <laughs> and like for us over here like that's like whoa like you don't say that type thing i say but, it all the time do you i never say it but do you yeah oh wow but uh i won't say it on the show if it makes you uncomfortable it doesn't make me uncomfortable i just Good cunt damn wow about cunt <laughs> but yeah. people don't really say it and over here oh, it has, i have no boundaries it has, it has a way more of a negative connotation than over in england and stuff like that because yeah. i i follow some of my cousins like on facebook and they're like basically just like i lost a parking spot today fucking cuts <laughs> yeah like, what? whoa why are you so aggressive i don't know but why it, in america people think it so crass you yeah. know but yeah like how did that get defined as the worst curse word of all like i always thought like fuck was supposed to be the worst fuck 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 spelled like fuck but pronounced fuck all right fuck come the fuck down All of Guy Ritchie, I think that's the thing Guy Ritchie does the best is his dialogue, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, even, like, in the beginning of uh, Snatch, when, like, they're robbing the bank and it's, you know, Benicio Del Toro, like, I hate the way the camera moves with, like, when he's, like, shooting people and stuff like that. And it looks almost like like iMovie, like, edits, where, like, the camera, like, spinning and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's just, I just don't like the style that much. Okay. Yeah. But at least he has a style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. It, then when I was watching it, that was like the thing. I'm like, this movie has style. Like, that's one thing. There's there's plenty of movies that have no style. They're just a cookie cutter bullshit movie. Like, at least this is unique, and at least the person making it has a vision and their own style. I I'm just not a fan of that style. Okay, but it's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to get into tomato tomato? We can get into tomato tomato, I guess. Yeah, since we have to. <laughs> tomato tomato, the critics. Are bringing this in at a seventy three percent. Okay, so like C minus. Yeah, C minus like borderline like C on the yeah on yeah. the cusp. C minus to C. Audience tomato, eighty four percent. So B. So like a C wow. minus C to a B. Not a huge gap. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling the audience was gonna like this more because my theater was like dying with laughter. Like people were reacting like a lot to this and i don't think i saw it opening weekend i might have saw it a oh no no, you know it was on a weekend it might have been the opening weekend i don't know i actually my theater was pretty quiet but the theater i went to was like a brand new like amc yeah and the regular theaters were with the recliners that we have but it was the seating of the place was like a dolby theater oh cool So like super like leg room and all that yeah uh and stadium seating with recliners very nice so like i think because of that, it was hard for me to see any like crowd reaction or hear it because like everyone was so far apart, spread out. Yeah. See, our theater was pretty packed, and like the scene with the pig. That's all I'll say because if people want to go watch it, I don't want to spoil that whole thing. But the scene with the pig, 
everybody was dying except for <laughs> Megan. She didn't like it. She hated it. <laughs> she's like, I don't think that's funny because she's you know she's vegan and yeah. very you know animal rights and stuff. I'm so, glad they didn't show it though. Like, yeah, that's an, like another thing. Like but that's it is a very funny scene. Like yeah. I laughed honestly. I laughed a fuck ton. So I laughed at that part. I laughed a lot of this movie. So I'm gonna go to motto. Mm-hmm. I bounced around a lot with this grade. Mm-hmm. I almost gave it an A minus. I'm giving it a wow. B plus. Nice. Yeah, that's crazy. I, at first, January I was movie. like, I know. At first, I was like, Am I just grading this high because I've, I've only been watching movies I like now, and I had just been watching such shitty movies that like this just feels by comparison. <laughs> yeah, by comparison, like great. But then I thought about it more, and I I started digging into like the way I felt about like certain scenes and the the storytelling and yeah I, I laughed a lot i i enjoyed the experience a lot i want to see it again like i think i'm gonna buy this when it comes out i really like this i love snatch i love Lockstock. it's really on par with those movies i don't think it would it's better than either of them i think i would go snatch then Lockstock, then this that's what i would do but yeah like i i think i want to own this i would love to watch this again it, it's funny i had a great time Drags a little bit in the beginning. It's a little bit hard to grasp, and there's a couple of flaws to it. But I think on a second viewing, though, it would it would be better. Yeah, definitely. Regardless of how much you liked it your first time, I think if you watch it a second time, knowing the outcome, knowing what everyone's about, the beginning would you'd probably appreciate it more. Yeah. So yeah, a B plus. I when I first left the theater, I was like, yeah, B plus. And then I started talking to thinking about it more. I'm like, it might be an A minus, but I'm sticking with B plus. Nice. I'm going tomato, and I went C. Wow, so you're dead on with, uh, or you know, I was, close yeah. to dead on. Like I said, I like that it has a style. I actually do like that it's it's over the top in some aspects. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of Kingsman in that in that regard. It's not as violent as Kingsman, but uh, you know, there are some similarities, and I really liked a lot of the characters. Like that's the dialogue is great, and I do think there are. Similar to Snatch, I think there are a lot of characters to like in this. So for that, I mean, and again, like I said, I would rather, even though I'm not a fan of the style, I would rather see a movie where someone actually has like their stamp on it, like their own vision and a, yeah. a unique feel than like a studio Hobbs and Shaw bullshit movie yeah. where it's just nonsense. So yeah, I give it I give it a C. I'm like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Guy Ritchie movies, but you know, it's it's better than a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I will actually, say this. I agree with the we talked about before we started. I agree with that. This is his best thing since Snatch. I think if you're a fan of Snatch, Lockstock, I think you're gonna like this movie. Yeah, yeah. I was actually like thinking about. I was like, I thought it was really similar to Snatch. I don't know if you thought it was like really similar or not. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, there's definitely a, a lot of similarities, yeah. but there was for me. I was like, wow, like. There's a lot of similarities. And then I even looked at the poster and I'm like, the posters are the same thing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's literally all the characters on a, standing there on a white background. <laughs> yeah. When I left the theater, I, I texted you. I think you thought that I was going to rank it like way lower. Yeah, I don't know. My my uh, my just reaction, like leaving the theater was just kind of like, yeah, it's January because like I didn't, wasn't in love with this movie, but this is probably the best movie that's out right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So. With the exception of the fact that they've re-released the Oscar-nominated movies. Yeah, yeah. So, like, mm -hmm. it's not better than Parasite. I mean, no. Which I've also rewatched again recently. <laughs> so good. But, yeah, man, I will say this. Right now, 
for the double deuce, it's my number one. It's also the <laughs> only movie. One. Yeah, the only movie from the double deuce it's, I've it's, seen so it's far. It's my only double deuce movie. So, so it's your number one too right yeah, now for the year? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Spoiler for next year's duties. Yeah. So I um <laughs> our first number one of the year. I don't know if you said this enough, but we're not doing we're not doing Netflix movies this year. Like we're just gonna do just theatrical because it was yeah. getting ridiculous. And, yeah, yeah. And we're also not trying to murder each other with doing two hundred something movies again. Yeah. Two fourteen a oh, piece. A little, I guess, behind the curtains, I'm gonna have to switch over to Regal. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Fuck AMC. They <laughs> so, keep pissing me off every time well, I go. They get, they get worse and worse. Well, now when we go, you can we can compare our AMC and Regal experiences on future episodes now. <laughs> yeah, so. very true. But yeah, man, we got some good stuff coming. We got fucking what? Well, next week might be a little bit different for the show. Do you want to fill them in or no? No. Okay. We won't. <laughs> Secret for the Swampies. You're, you're getting an episode. You're getting an episode. It's but, just a different type of episode. Yeah, but you'll you'll understand when that episode comes out because we'll explain it in the beginning of that episode. Ooh, Ooh fucking teaser! And congrats to Tom and Tom, <laughs> all of our Tom Swampies. Tom Tom, all of our Tom Tom Swampies. <laughs> Thank you guys. You're uh, you're gonna receive messages and some fucking cool shit soon. I, I might even just like order the stuff, have it sent to me, and then mail it out. Because I have all the stuff to mail stuff out, but I also want to get some some shirts from our website. We have some good ones now. Dude, they're so soft and comfy. Like I was just wearing my baseball tee the other day. Like It's one of my favorite shirts, not just because it has my name on it, but because it's fucking cool. Like it's so it's so comfy. I think some of the designs are like have gotten really good too. Oh yeah. Like the first one, like with our logo was like cool. But I a few of the recent ones I really like. Yeah, the one with our faces I can't bring myself to buy because I, th- I think it's just too much to walk around with, with your my own face. Yeah, I have my face and then I wear a shirt with my face. So I think it's a little, a little bit too much. <laughs> wearing your own band's T-shirt is one thing. Yeah, and then wearing your own face is another thing. Yeah, wearing your own podcast T-shirt that I'm fine with. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that- but we got we got some new ones. Uh, we'll we'll just say they're for the Swampies. Yeah. Not only color options for the T-shirts themselves, color options for the design on the T-shirts. Mm-hmm. We spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> they are not Jurassic Park themed. No. <laughs> Although we should do one of those. Uh, hey, we should do more like movie parody designs. Designs. I agree with that. I think people would really get into that. Yeah. Yeah, man, we did it. I'm glad we we got the first episode of the Double Deuce. First of the Double Deuce. Well, first review of a Double Deuce movie. It's yeah. confusing because we've we're obviously in February now. Yeah. So, whoops. Are we, are we calling the season two now? Is this season two? Yeah, I guess so. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Why not? Season two, baby. Season two. Season two of two dudes movie reviews, the double deuce. <laughs> oh my god, do I have to say that at the beginning of every episode? No, no you don't. Okay, good. Because I won't. It's weird calling a season because when you look at the the breakdown on uh on like iTunes or whatever, it just breaks it up by year. Yeah. So like 2018, we had episodes in uh oh no, all of our episodes are 2019. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because we're like it means our season starts in February. It's like our fiscal year. Like a lot of companies, their fiscal year is in yeah. February. Well, I think I think for I think for us, like 
I think February would probably be the start of our fiscal year because yeah. then we'll probably start doing reviews from that year. It seems like that's how it's going to go. Yeah, January will still be uh you know, December reviews and then February. De- December is reviews when we start. and Oscar talk and and stuff like that and duties. duties. Like yeah, so I think that's typically and also like January is a dead month. So unless there's a movie that's just like crazy like if we get a get out like next year or something like that, then yeah, we'll do it early. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean, like a movie that's as good as get yeah, out. Yeah, no, I get. I got you. But we don't usually. So but I enjoyed I enjoyed the gentleman. I feel like that's really strong showing for a January movie. Yeah. But yeah, you guys already know what to do. Go to our website, two dudes Even if you didn't win some free shit, you can go check out what f- cool stuff we got on there. Like we said, a bunch of new shirts. We're probably gonna make some more new shirts soon. And they're not even just shirts, you can get magnets, stickers, all that crap. Oh mugs, uh, notebooks. Yeah. Mouse pad. I don't know. I don't no, think I don't mouse think pads. Was, I always just think mouse pad is like a really funny thing to get customized. Yeah. We could probably figure out a way to do it, but we don't. Yeah. Um, I did, did want to say uh, the book is still coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It we has been a bitch to do, though. Yes. We apologize for the delay, but we didn't want to release it until it's perfect. We would rather release something that is finished and polished for you guys than try to rush it and it not be quality. Yeah. So I think cautionary tale, I guess next year I'll, we'll start it way earlier. Way earlier. And now that I've we've been doing it, now we know like some of the kinks that we need to work out way ahead of time. Yeah. But um yeah, I I just got back from Florida. I spent a good amount of my vacation during my downtime working on it and I barely put a dent in it. <laughs> yeah. So. And even while like I'm sending you e- emails of like movie information and I'm I'm looking at it and I'm it takes so long to get the pool, all of this info. We have almost 300 movies we're doing it for. And I'm cranking through and I'm like, oh, I must have done like 30 of these. And then I scroll through the email. I'm like, I did 12. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, this it takes a long time. We're getting it out there. We'll probably, we should post real soon on social media because now we're almost a week removed from the duties where we were like, it might come out today. It might not. Yeah. So we should probably post something about that. It, it it'll be soon though. Like yeah, it, I don't know. We're still working on yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it's not gonna be this week. I yeah. think I'm gonna try and have it done by the end of this week, and then we'll we'll proofread it. Well, yeah, that's another that's, thing. That's my goal. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. So stay tuned for that. We'll we'll talk to you guys on the social media at Two Dudes Mover Reviews. And until then, suck it, swampies. <laughs>